Tech, a podcast where two girls from different backgrounds come together to unveil the reality of modern society. I'm Lavleen. And I'm Shivangi. Through this podcast, you want to reach out to the privileged. You already know you are because you have access to this podcast. And teach them the one-on-ones of how to not be a privileged prick. In this episode, we check a privilege that is assumed to be an obligation. A privilege that is seen as a good deed. And a privilege that has defenders worldwide. Privilege number 11, environmentalism. We know for a fact that environmentalism is a concept that has been adopted aggressively only in the 20th century. Earlier it was called being Kanjus. That's a nice joke, Shivangi. However, much emphasis needs to be on the fact that environmentalism has been adopted as a way of life by most millennials. The reason that I am putting value on this fact by shedding light on it in the beginning of the episode itself is to try to highlight the shift in priorities through gender. What I mean to say here is that privilege somehow seems to have seeped down to the younger end of the spectrum and is reflected there. To make this simpler, let me put it this way. The working age group, older people, they do not care about environmentalism as much as the younger ones do. Because they put value on other things, which is a reflection of the privilege that they have access to. Further, in this episode, we will actually explain why we think environmentalism is a privilege. What's stranger is that India has actually been rife with environmentalism even before it became the trend of the millennials. We have had the privilege of iconic activists like Sundarlal Bahugana. Medha Palkar, Baba Amte in the history of environmentalism in India. These were people who shaped the idea of environmentalism in India, but somehow their descendants seem to have gone blind with privilege. We would like to make it clear that when we talk about environmentalism as a privilege, we do not in any sense refer to environmental privilege, which unlike the other term is a concept in environmental sociology, referring to the ability of privileged group to keep environmental amenities for themselves and deny them to less privileged groups. On the contrary, we are talking about how environmentalism, which means concern about an action aimed at protecting the environment, is a practice that can be accessed in reality by only the people that hold sort of privilege in society, majorly financial. One of the most modern examples of environmentalism being being treated as a privilege-centric discourse is the infamous Green New Deal. Some of you may have heard about this because Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez is the face of this proposition. Basically, Green New Deal aims to reduce the carbon emissions of America in the next 12 years by adopting certain practices. It's called the Green New Deal because it has used FDR's principles of New Deal to counter the impending threat to the environment. Green New Deal has received so much acclaim by the public because it has simply AOC written all over it. Democrats are actually not even aware of the contents of the proposition and how idealistic and privileged they are. What's even stranger than their own supporters not fact-checking their claims is the fact that AOC comes from a non-privileged background as well, but fails to provide an egalitarian approach to battling the climate crisis. The Green New Deal, among other propositions, aims to wipe automobiles off the face of the United States and replace them with electric cars. America has access to 273.6 million automobiles, according to 2018 figures. So basically what AOC wants to do is to remove six automobiles and replace them with electric cars. Damn, 
if you considered how much money you are asking your taxpayers to waste you realize it's not simply the cost of buying an electric car the old automobiles have obviously been insured so that's an other amount that you will waste another thing is that you will have to build those charging stations everywhere which would again take so much of the taxpayers money and it's not like employment is at a high right now it's never been this low in america exactly also are we forgetting that the homeless of america sleeps in their cars there are literally parking lots designed entirely for people who have been rendered homeless because of probably downsizing or the hit the economy has taken and when i say designed i mean quite literally there is a makeshift cafeteria for them because that is how permanent their current residence seems to be and that is how many people there are and to think a politician who comes from an underprivileged background herself could not see this blatant gap in in her proposal it is ridiculous to assume that such a proposition would work when there are thousands who sleep in their cars although the intention was sweet that she wanted to save all the money and invest in free healthcare and free education even higher education there is such a massive gap and ignorance in her proposal that prevents us at privilege check from applauding the woman the catch is that becoming a conscious consumer starts slow and affordable for example you don't use plastic straws or you stop using plastic bags and you use tote bags these are small steps for the indian community and with a little help could actually be adopted by the marginalized as well but slowly and slowly the concept of saving the climate has catered to only this one section of the population who can actually buy electric cars fyi the keyword here our listeners is buying the concept that you are buying a conscious product when the original product is already at home simply exploits the environment and your wallets even further the bottom line is that the idea is that one needs to invest in a product to be an environmentalist then it is not very economical in nature and therefore not accessible to the mass the very fact that this solution is accepted reflects the privilege embedded in the concept several sociologists since the 1990s have lived in the dilemma whether affluence has played a role in the transformation in the way that people view environmentalism and the way that they approach the issue of climate change the shortcoming that could be noticed in these studies by say political science matto mildenberg or sociologist robert engelhart yes two very contradicting researchers with contradicting results but one fundamental and similar issue which is that that their surveys are across nations and looking at the theory with a micro lens when within the country itself an economic disparity can be seen what still remains rather humorous is the change we see in the approach towards environmentalism there needs to be a way that this concept is practiced in this context i would like to bring to notice the yellow vest protest in paris it was beautifully elaborated upon by the new york times article of 2018 The yellow vest protests were basically environmentalists approaching the levy of green tax on fuel by French president Emmanuel Macron. The one thing that they initially stated was that funding green fuel was essential, but in the way this approach was taken, depending on that, the government could receive backlash. Now it is evident that Paris is affluent. Owing to this fact, one might believe that the awareness of Parisians and concern for the lower economic strata is commendable. 
However, it should be noted that the Yellow West protesters were actually people from rural areas of France who had to travel long distances on a daily basis. Therefore, the practice of environmentalism does have connotations of race, class, and in India, an extra factor, the caste. The pursuit of a green earth is a very white and upper class attribute in Western society. In India, however, this disparity is further proven by how most people who claim to be environmentalists are either upper class and upper caste or are upper class and lower caste. This is where the problem lies. Until and unless a concept as great as it may be in theory, if it is not accessible in practice, it is useless. The fact remains that instead of finding ways to generate funds to save the environment, the solution needs to be to reduce cost of existing eco-friendly alternatives to make them accessible. The average middle class is not going to go for an electric car to save the environment. They would go for an auto that is cheaper and runs better, also is family friendly. They would use straws instead of carrying a metal straw around while they travel for work with a load on their back. They would however use truth bags and reuse cloth bags. That is the solution. So summarizing this episode, we learned that the very fact that environmentalism is exclusive makes it a privilege. And therefore, any real and substantial change in making the earth a better place is impossible. And no, Arundhati Roy, we cannot abolish caste as much as you would love to. Listeners, you can listen to our first episode on caste to understand why it is a privilege and why at the same time we cannot do anything to remove it. In this episode, let's bring back our rapid fire round. I hope you are ready, Shivangi. This time, we will state some things environmentalists have done or I have heard of or eco-friendly products that I have seen people use. And you can state a cheap yet eco-friendly option instead of that. Cool, that works. Let's okay. go ahead, lovely. So are you ready? Let me begin with this. She just did finger thumbs up because not realizing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm ready. I keep forgetting that uh, this is an audio file. Okay. Number one. The price of what I am about to say is rupees 800. So if you opt for this, you can gift a person a certificate and plant a tree in their name. So whoever you send this certificate to, unke naam se a certified organization plants a tree. It is available on a site called Oi Happy and the product is called Gift a Tree. What is your alternative to this? Are you actually serious? <laughs> is this really a thing? Do people make money yep. of this? Why can't you just give some seeds or like a plant? Like, what is this? How is this even? Exactly. So your alternative is gift seeds or a plant. Our listeners can yeah. really take down note of everything we say in this round, I guess. I mean, they should just take down note of like every episode we've uh-huh. ever done. Okay. <laughs> so the next one, Tree Tribe has a product called Eco Bottle. It is basically those steel thermos bottles for and for every uh, for every purchase, they plant a tree and they market it as an eco-friendly bottle. It is worth two thousand rupees. Okay, what? 2000 for a bottle. Guys, I'm sure we all have plastic bottles from that one time we forgot a bottle. Come on. We all have it. 
just use it number 3 is this 1800 rupees worth zero waste bamboo toothbrush at final swab this is and shivangi you need to listen to this this is 50% off price okay so what is your alternative for this that is still 900 rupees for a damn toothbrush it's 900 rupees you know people just use dhatun lovely like go what for rubbish is this you could easily just yeah dhatun sponsor us now the next one is cheaper i think it's the cheapest one on our list so yeah it is rupees 300 worth coconut bowl so basically it's a coconut shell that they have polished out and it's been sold as a bowl you know i could just steal one from the roadside coconut uh, water seller i literally could just steal one and he wouldn't give two he wouldn't give any damn about it you could that yeah if you are taking the kali one if you could actually yeah. buy an ariel and you could shave you could eat the coconut from yeah. inside and use it as a bowl are you don't well. want to drink coconut water if you don't want to drink pool. coconut water like me just steal it kutte you yeah if you invest sukha nariyar mandir mein chadhate hai wo invest in the product that's like what 300 then tum you have a taste of a dog yeah. because dogs would run after that <laughs> please don't uh, insult dogs like dogs that don't have moving yes, on moving on okay shivangi we are moving on the last one okay this is the last one number 5 It's rupees five hundred worth handmade bamboo coasters at Kai. As much as I love tribal support, it is. But you know, we should make sure that this is commercial. And you know what, Shivangi, just go ahead for it. I can't even. We learned this in school, Levine. Like we, you can just use old CDs as coasters. Hi, I mean, you or work experience or craft or art class, whatever it was called, was basically a waste of money if you can't understand that you could just use a poster, decorate it to drink, to put chai or whatever you use it for. Like this is what you did ICSE education for? <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously, school ke pa paise wapas maangne padenge inke. What is this? Oh. Is that it, lovely, for rapid fire? Yeah. Well, that was it for rapid fire today. Let's let us now just wrap up this episode. In conclusion, we would just like to shed light on how the very concept of environmentalism that was very well birthed in our home country has been westernized so much that we can't recognize the strings of privilege controlling us from above. Or as Robert J. Bullard, the father of environmental justice, said. Grassroots group challenge the business as usual environmentalism that is generally practiced by the more privileged wildlife and conservation oriented groups the focus of activists of color and their constituents reflect their life experience of social economic and political disenfranchisement thank you for listening to privilege check podcast if you like this episode then please leave a review at apple podcast you can also message us on instagram facebook or linkedin 
Don't forget to follow us there at Privilege Check. That's P R I V I L E G E C H K. Or just click on the link in our description. Yes, to an enlightened life. Thank you.